Friendshiping is proud to partner with Multitude for some sweet ads. This podcast episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp has a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, and the service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Visit BetterHelp.com friendshiping. That's BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash Friendshipping, and you can join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Friendshipping listeners like you. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Friendshipping. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... When you're feeling sensitive or when your friends are feeling sensitive and you're joking around and it's not going very well. Yeah, being being sensitive and avoiding those exposed nerves. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen, I'm excited about this question because, and I think this may also be similar to you, um, I identify as a rather sensitive person. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, uh, I'm definitely a sensitive person, and I was telling my spouse the other day that I am also rebranding as a tough person. I've decided, oh. yeah, I've said I'm, I'm, I'm launching a rebrand of, of Jen, and I want to be a sensitive but also a tough person. So spread the word. Spread the word. I'm using viral marketing here and word of mouth marketing to get the word out that I am tough and sensitive. Okay? Hashtag sensitive bad bitch. Thank you. Yep, there it is. Uh, that's that is very exciting, and I stand by you for it. Um, I know you're going to probably need a lot of leather, a lot of uh, oh, yeah, new metal to wear jacket. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna well, we'll suit you up good. Don't worry, it'll it'll maybe work a motorcycle. Out. No, oh, definitely. I mean, uh, the motors they're too dangerous. Oh, I'm sorry. I always I think they're really cool, but I'm too responsible to be cool. Yeah, like cigarettes are super cool, but I can't. And yeah, motorcycles same. are super cool. Same. You know, here are some cool things. <laughs> Here's a list of cool things that I don't do: uh, motorcycles, smoking, pizza, roller coasters, <laughs> scary movies, driving fast on roads, drinking <laughs> ever, uh, wearing pants that are shorts that I didn't cut up myself. Um, just like a bunch of. Just, oh uh, man! Anyway. We're getting we're getting uncooler by the day. I had a long long drive the other day, and I had to take Dramamine beforehand because I knew I would get car sick. And <laughs> no. like like once upon a time, I used to like ride the flippy roller coasters, and now I like can't go on. Like I can't like one time I sat on a like a tire swing, and just sitting on it, I was like, never mind, nope. And now now this new car situation, I have to take like seasick medicine. It's ridiculous. No, Jen, I'm so sorry. But here's the thing. The great news is that we live in an age where this problem can be solved at least somewhat by swallowing a small pebble. Is that really what a pill is? It's just a rock. It's a rock that we formulated and uh, it does magic inside of you. (laughs) That's how I understand it. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm waiting right now in anticipation for uh, the ticking time bomb that is my dog because so we fe- it's we're trying, you know for for you listeners out there we're recording at in the afternoon and we usually record earlier in the morning 
And right now it is about an hour until we usually typically feed the dog dinner. And um, my my spouse is not around, so it's just me. Oh no! And I yeah. So um so we feed her around like four four thirty, and she that means she begins her she launches her marketing campaign for dinner <laughs> about an hour beforehand every single day. Um I know dogs can't tell time, but dogs can tell time. Um, oh, she, yeah. yeah, they absolutely can. And there's no training this out of her at this point. It'd be like training her not to be hungry. And I can't do that. So um, she launches her campaign. And we also can't give in, right? If I then give her dinner an hour when she wants it, then she's going to campaign for it starting at 2 p.m. And then she's going to start campaigning it for an hour before it. Like, it's never going to end. And soon I'm going to feed her all day, which is probably what she's after. That's probably her, her long-term goal. But any second, she is going to scratch on the door of the room I'm in and then she's going to yelp. And um, I, I'm trying to um, control her with my mind right now to like, will I can I can like picture her circling like a shark. Um, but yeah, any second she's going to launch her like uh, social media, MailChimp, uh, billboard campaign. <laughs> for this dinner. is not a soft launch. This is, this not, is, this is the no, every day. This is the real deal. guys. Yeah, this is what her day centers around this, this uh, advertising campaign. So we'll see what happens. And honestly, Jen, like if Mavi makes an appearance, I feel like there will be no one who is who is let Aww, down by this. That's nice. It only that's good to hear. Happiness. Yeah, yeah. She gets. She's a. Uh, she's she's really. Uh, she's a. I'll say this about her. She's a good communicator. She tells me what she wants and what she needs. <laughs> Jen, would you say that perhaps Mavi is sensitive? Oh, I would say she is sensitive. She's <laughs> sensitive. That's for sure. That sort of relates to this question, doesn't it? It sure does, Jen, because <laughs> this question is about a friend who is sensitive. And you know what? I, I don't remember who reads the question this week, but I'm ready to go. Why Should I do, do it? You do it. Yeah, do it, do it, do it up. Dear Friendshiping, I have a friend who is going through a life change in all directions of her life. I feel as though through this change, she has become more sensitive. My other friend and I like to joke a lot, and the friend who is going through these changes feels as though everything is about her or aimed toward her. How do I tell her, in a nice way, not everything is about her? Sometimes we like to joke around, and it's not about her, but she feels personally attacked. Thank you. Pronoun she, her. All right. All right. Let's hit this fucking ground moving. First of all, what are your jokes? What are you joking about? Yeah, yeah. So Trin, this is so funny. Like um, Trin and I got into this doc and started, I wrote like a paragraph, couple paragraphs, couple paragraphs. And then I stopped for a second and I went like, wait, wait, what are you joking about? How often are you encountering this phenomena where you joke around and she gets upset by it? Because it yeah, sounds the- like it's happened multiple times. We're definitely going to get into, like, my friend is sensitive, how to avoid those pitfalls, conversations to have. Don't worry, we're going to get there. But first, I think it's really important to say, what the fuck are you joking about, guys? Because here's the thing. Some jokes are jokes. And some jokes are, hi, I'm saying this thing while I'm laughing, but it's actually how I feel about this group of people. (laughs) I'm letting you in on things that I think and feel, even though I am making a joke and laughing. If your friend is going through something like, say, a mental health diagnosis, you need to retire like crazy and insane. Uh, If your friend is going through something like be very careful about the content of your jokes. I feel like that is the most important thing to address. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Trin and I have a question for you. What is so damn funny? (laughs) What do you laugh? What is funny? Share the jokes. We want to laugh, too. (laughs) Right. 
I'm still going to pick at the asker a little bit here, but hopefully in a way that's kind. Okay, so here's my question. I wonder if privately or maybe not so privately that the asker thinks her friend should be handling these life changes better. Like, I wonder if you're secretly thinking like, She's making a big deal out of nothing. I wonder if you're judging her and if you think her problems aren't actually that big of a deal. And first of all, we all judge one another. We all make judgments. We all have opinions. Sometimes they're negative, even about the people we love. So, like, don't hate yourself for having this opinion. But regardless, this is your friend and you do have to be responsible about your judgments and your opinions. So, like, maybe first, if this rings true, admit it to yourself. Admit that, yeah, in my mind, I think she's making a big deal out of nothing. And you should admit it to yourself because I suspect that opinion is influencing your behavior and your impatience. And I understand that you're looking for better words and you're not going to say, hey, not everything is about you. I understand you're not going to say that. But I also think it's important for me to say, never say that. (laughs) Never say that. Yeah, no. Never. Not in any context. It is the... (laughs) (laughs) That is the worst thing to say to someone who is very sensitive, whether that's at the moment or always. And when you say not everything is about you, the person that you're saying that to most likely is not going to interpret that as they like me just fine and everything is okay. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Like she is right now seeing connections between the things that you joke about and her own characteristics and personal failings. That is what is happening. That is why she's sensitive. So I get it. You want to feel free to goof around, you know, without accidentally slapping one of your friend's exposed nerves, because that's what's happening is it's not that she has this silly characteristic of being sensitive. It's she's going through some shit and it's digging up her nerves. And now they're much easier for you to accidentally hit. It's like having a sunburn all over your body. (laughs) And I understand that you want to feel at ease with being goofy. That's such a reasonable thing to want. It is going to take a lot of work, though, and you may have to do that goofing around far, far, far away from this friend. Yeah, man, the sunburn analogy is a great, great one, Trin. I'm thinking about maybe the Esker's like, just put on sunblock next time or just put on some aloe or I didn't give you that sunburn. I, you know, but you're still brushing up against this person and hurting them, you know, whether you mean to or not, it's happening. So the next part is this, I think, two prong approach. It has to be more like we care about your problems a lot. And that's the first prong. We care. And we, you and your friend who's doing the goofing, we will always do our best to not strike a nerve with you. What you're going through is super difficult. We're not going to suddenly turn on you. Imagine what a relief it would be for your friend to hear that. So that's prong one. And then the second prong is, hey, but in return, if you could please do your best to remember we love you. And when we're joking, it's not about you at all all. So just just remember that. Remember we love you. We're not going to turn on you. And we wouldn't make jokes about you to your face. We would do it behind your back where it's safe and comfy. Don't say that last <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But I really like that language, Trin. One of the kindest things a friend ever said to me was, our friendship, it's it's long term. Okay. Like we're, we're in this. Okay. We're in this for a long time. We're in it for the long haul. And you can't actually make promises like that to anyone that you're not like marrying. Even marriage isn't like actually a promise to be long term. It's just kind of like a let's give this a try. <laughs> you can feel so strongly and want to make that a, that a commitment. Exactly. You know? Yeah, if you are committed to this friendship in that way, then I would maybe say so. That might go a long way. It meant a lot to me and my friend was, my, my in the context of it, is my friend was saying, we're going to go through a lot together. Ups, downs, mostly ups. 
you know, things are mostly going to be even keel and good, but our life is is hopefully very long and that means shit's going right. to happen. So I think maybe uh, something along the lines that might maybe give some friend, some you're hurting friends some reassurance. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I think, yeah, the first prong being we love you, we're not here to fuck with you. And the second prong being if you could do a little bit on your end to just give us a little bit of benefit of the doubt that we do love you and we're not shitting on you. Yes. And that will only work, of course, if you focus on the first thing we talked about, which is watching what the hell you are thinking and saying. Yeah. And like giving space to this person. Think of it this way. Like if your friend, if you had a friend who lost their job because of the pandemic very suddenly, um, you that would not be the friend that you then complain to about your current job, like the menial normal things about your job, like, oh, had to work till I don't know, whatever the complaints are like. You are so not wrong to have those complaints because like you're allowed to complain about work. But maybe for like a week or so, you would let your friend um, you would treat your friend with a little more sensitivity around the topic of work. Absolutely. So, Jen, that's like one change that this could be is like their their career could have changed. They could feel a loss of identity because they don't have this job that they've always had. Yep. But it could be any change. So let's talk a little bit about the sensitivity that comes along with changing, because I have found just in my life and the life of my friends that people become more sensitive because they are changing. So so they're changing and they're constantly like, you know, lick the finger, put their finger up to the wind, check the temperature, making sure the wind's blowing the right way because they're making sure that the changes that they're going through are the right ones and that the people around them will react to these changes in a nice way. They are constantly searching for evidence that these changes are okay and then that they're oh, going to be okay. Oh my God, you yes. Know? Yes, like, man, that is resonating with me for sure. Like, that's the thing. Your friend is changing, checking the temperature, and then the temperature turns out to be your jokes that remind them of the things that they hate about themselves, <laughs> you know? What if your friend is in a position where she's feeling desperate for anything good? <laughs> you know, right. like, what if we don't know the nature of these changes? You didn't specify, which is fine. And maybe to you, they don't seem like big changes, but just maybe take a moment and Google the phrase top 10 life events. Is your friend undergoing one of those or maybe more than one right. at a time? Because if so, oh my God, that means their their world has been shattered. Okay. Um, and, yeah. and even if their life events do not meet that list, that doesn't mean that they're not also feeling shattered and crushed because it's obviously not up to us to decide how upset or how overwhelmed they should be. But I, I just want you to exist for like a couple minutes in, the, in, a, in your friend's shoes, which is like, what if they are craving kindness? Like what if they are desperate to feel happy? Absolutely. Okay, so how do I tell her in a nice way that not everything is about her? So you can't because she's constantly checking the temperature and she's finding evidence in what you are saying that she's bad. So let's be very, very clear. The problem isn't that she's sensitive. Sensitivity is simply a byproduct of the garbage shit that she's going through right now. So you say sometimes we like to joke around and it's not about her, but she feels personally attacked. So let's talk about even why it is that she feels personally attacked. I've got an example of a story. One time I was having a text conversation with a very, very dear friend of mine, and something that he said reminded me of a bad situation that was similar to what he said, but it wasn't what he said at all. So let's make that really clear. And because I was so fired up thinking about that situation, that the thing that he said reminded me of, I got on Twitter and I subtweeted about that shitty situation that it reminded me of. And he texted me and was like, is that really what you think? Is that really how you feel about this? 
And I had to like clarify the whole thing. Oh, I was like, right. oh my God, not even a little bit. What you said just reminded me of this other thing. And like, I totally understand why, why the timing of me tweeting this subtweet, you might have thought it was about you. And he told me something I'll never forget, which I've, I've a phrase I've used before, which was it was like I saw a picture of my face on the Internet and somebody drew an evil mustache on it. Oh, shit. You know, <laughs> and I felt super bad, you know, but also like it was worth apologizing. One, he completely forgave me because he understood the situation. But I also learned a fucking lesson. Was that subtweet worth it? The next time it happened, I took like five minutes to think to myself. Oh, shit. Is this person going to think that I should I text them and be like, oh, this is not about you? God, none, none of this situation is worth it at all. I'm just not going to tweet. And most of the time, not tweeting, <laughs> it, not making the joke yes. is the right call. Yeah. As soon as you said most of the time, I knew I knew the next phrase was going to be not tweeting is the right call. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Terrible lesson. We all yeah. keep learning. Right. Right. What are your jokes worth to you? That's really what I think we need to determine here. Just so we say it, we know you are a caring person because you emailed us a question about your friend. And right there, that shows us some depth and worry and concern for your friend. And that's that's great. Like, you, let's unpack this a little more, you know, like, I wonder if there's a pattern to the jokes and the sensitive reaction. Is it just joking in general? Like, can, is your friend so so upset that they can't be around happy people right now? <laughs> I'm laughing because I mean, I'm happens, laughing. Though. I'm laughing because I've been there. Like, it's like I'm <sighs> right. I'm laughing because I'm I'm smiling to myself, thinking like I've be- I can't be around people that are happy and joking right now. It's devastating. Yeah, I, I hope your friend's not not in that place. But I don't know. I just had to voice that out loud. Try to examine your brand of humor here, and keep doing this throughout your life because it will it will change just like you will change. But are there jokes that your friend is like not in on? Like, would you describe them as two A, B jokes and your friend is person C? Are you truly puzzled or do you secretly kind of know? Like, right? Do you maybe, do you know? Do you know? And also, I'm so curious how this asker reacts when the friend acts sensitively. So why don't we have that conversation right now, Jen? Okay. (laughs) Let's do it. So let's just brainstorm things to say when your friend reacts sensitively. That is nothing like this isn't about you. Yeah. So because this is hard. Okay. okay, this is hard. Askar, I uh, your position is not an easy one to be in right now. You probably feel pretty misunderstood. Right. And I'm going to make this a little bit ridiculous just so we could take it to the 19th fucking degree. And then when it actually happens to you, you can take it at like the first degree. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, OK. So I go to my fridge and I pull out a bag of broccoli because that's what I love. And it's uh, Jolly Green Giant brand. And I'm just like, hey, look at this guy. He's pretty great, right? Isn't he cute? I do him. And your friend's like, are you talking about me? Like, I, I, I'm tall. Are you are you saying that I'm too large and too tall and, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a hunk? Like, what are, you, what are you saying? Okay, that'll never happen. But that's how we started this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or what if what if your friend says something a little more normal that's like, hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you are you implying that I should eat more vegetables? Like, is that what you're saying? <laughs> and then, okay, perfect, Jen, because I'll, I'll go after that. And I'll say, Oh, wow. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. Man, you could do whatever you want with your body, your vegetables, your vegetables, your choice. Uh, Legit. I was just pulling up this broccoli because I want to have some. You want some broccoli? You certainly don't have to have any. And that's it. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know? Notice that I did three things very quickly. One, acknowledged the situation and said, no, 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 right away. I did not say, oh, you, in- you misinterpreted me. I said, like, no, I'm not saying that about you. And then the second part was like, oh, no, you're great. I love you. Do whatever you want with vegetables. And the third was changing the subject immediately. Because why keep talking about the Jolly Green Giant? You know, right? like keep moving, keep moving on, buddy. So you clarified, you reassured, and then you moved on. Love it. Okay, let's do let's do another one. How about um, you're on a Zoom call and you say, wow, your eyebrows look amazing to your friend who's very sensitive. And your friend starts touching their eyebrows and saying, I didn't do anything different. What do you mean? How different do they look from yesterday? Like, are, are you sure they look like good? Or And then you say, oh, hey, bud, you know, I was just trying to give you a little compliment because you look nice. There's nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong with your eyebrows. And let me tell you something else. I would never say shit about your appearance because I love you. You're beautiful and perfect. Like, move on. Yeah, that's good. And you kept it light, too. You were you were you were sincere. You were honest. But you also kept it like, hey, you kept it warm. Yeah. Keeping it warm is hard, too, I would say, because I can understand. Man, Jen, you so you ask this question to two people who literally write jokes for a living sometimes. And I know what it's like to have a joke rejected, you know? <laughs> That's or such somebody... a good point. Oh, man. Right? It's, sometimes it's like, yeah, that one wasn't that good. But sometimes it's like, hey, really? I really, I, was, I thought I was pretty thoughtful about that. Right. I can remember the first time that I was fully cognizant of, oh, I'm just fighting with them because they didn't like my idea. <laughs> you know? Like the first time I was just like, oh, I'm not being reasonably grumpy. I'm being super unreasonable because I feel creatively uh, like stepped on. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So like I forgot that that could also be a component of this, that you two, the two jokey friends love joking and you both think you're fucking hilarious. I know what that feels like. I also feel like I'm fucking <laughs> yes. hilarious. Yes. You know? if, you're, if you are, maybe you and this friend have some banter that is sparkling and you love it and you're yes. like, like, Man, I get that. I mean, it's why I have, I have a podcast with one of my best friends. Like, you're, you're speaking my language there. And it's hurtful to have someone look at your banter, your comedy, and your warmth with this friend and be like, stop it. Like that. You must stop. Yeah, you have to stop that. Um, I, that doesn't feel good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wish, I wish we acknowledged this earlier because it literally just hit me. But, you know... Jen, us realizing this near the end of the show, I like when we show that we're imperfect and we're coming into this, like, yeah. figuring it out, too. Very good know? point. Because I, I couldn't have realized that in writing the notes, Trin. It really was this conversation. And then you brought it up. Like, I didn't even think of it. Yeah. I can understand why her sensitivity could read almost like rejection to you in this way. And to that, I say, it is time to start a podcast with your other goofy friend. <laughs> yes. Just get it all out. Yeah. Yeah. Man, if I, I would love to, to have more podcasts with more of my friends because I think together we we could, we just, we are just damn, so damn funny. However, our schedules would not allow that. So it's not, it's never going to happen. Yeah. But because I've never tested it out, I'm convinced that they would all be hilarious and as good as friendshiping <laughs> because, because I have no evidence to the contrary. It's like if we put together a dream team of you, me, Terry, and then the friend of yours who is a teacher and who could never be on a yes, podcast yes, that's ever one of the because reasons. she's a teacher. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. that's one of the reasons. Yeah, you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I, this is, I guess, all playing into the point of 
this friend doesn't want to be joked around, you know? Maybe you're listening to this whole episode and you're like, man, they're completely wrong. When we joke around, we talk, we joke around about how the pandas in the zoo won't fuck each other and so there are no more baby pandas. <laughs> like, it has nothing to do with her. Maybe that's a realization that you're coming to. And then what that means is the situation is a lot more like what Jen described earlier, that this friend is going through something so difficult that laughter and joy feel painful. And holy shit, we've all been there. I think we've all been there. I really do think that. I think so. Whether we realize it or not. Yes. Where where someone's laughter feels offensive. Like, okay, I'm going to get grim for just a second here. Like, have you ever left maybe a ceremony or funeral service and you're like, it's bizarre to see other people driving cars, walking, living yes. their life? Because it's like, how is the world still turning? Like, really, really bad depression feels like that sometimes. It's like, how how could you possibly be laughing? when everything is so bad. <laughs> so especially if you feel unable to curb your instinct to make jokes, which is honestly for some people just a very difficult thing to do, and, and that doesn't make you bad, then it's time to, to think of new things to do when you hang out that require no talking. <laughs> so like playing playing a video game together, watching a movie together, something like that. Um, I'm not sure what your situation is, where you're from. Um, if you're in the United States, hopefully this is all happening um, online and you are social distancing. But if that's the case, don't hide from her, you know? Oh, right. Don't, don't, don't let her just be alone in her sadness, but offer something different. Because right now you're offering her something she doesn't want. She doesn't want jokes. She doesn't want goofs. You know, she just wants love and to watch the fluffiest Netflix comedy you could possibly pick out. That's a really good point, Trin, because I think somewhere in this episode I said maybe give her space. But actually, there's no ev there's no evidence here that she space is what she needs. I mean, maybe, yeah. maybe the asker would obviously know way better than we would. But like, maybe it's not space. It's just something different, some different kind of support. Yeah. And if you ever want to talk to her about that, to say like, you know, I love you so much and I can tell you're going through a rough time. I'd love to know what's better for you. Would you want me to, to give you a little space so you can like, you know, have a clear head? Or would it be helpful if I put together some like a movie night where we can all like just chill and laugh at Emily in Paris or something like that? You know, I don't think that you should have that conversation right after she's offended by one of your jokes. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, what else do you want is... then? <laughs> you don't want my exactly. you don't want my comedy? What else? <laughs> right, right, right. But but like on a different day, you know, in a different conversation saying, "Hey, I've noticed that things are rough lately for you, and I really want to be there for you in the way that you need and the way that'll be productive for you. And I can tell that like fucking around with our third friend and like goofing is is really not helpful for you. So let's think of something else. Like, hey, like, how about we try out that really stressful video game Among Us? We could stress <laughs> out about something completely different than our own problems. What do you think? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. You know, offer, offer, Make offerings that are like within your your bandwidth, you know, like, right. Yeah. Don't offer things you don't feel comfortable doing. But I really like those suggestions. And don't make the false promise of I'll be more serious. I'll stop goofing around because it seems from your question that that's how you and the goof friend connect. What it is, I think, is give your goofiness to your goof friend. And maybe it's time for you and the hurt friend to hang out solo. Yeah, because if you don't have your comedy buddy. Maybe you'll chill out a little bit. Yeah. And man, don't we all have friends like that? Like someone who 
someone someone that just gets your humor and you you have a really good back and forth with. Whereas another friend, maybe you don't connect in that same way. You know, like that's normal. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with either type of relationship. Right, right. Like I have, I have like a best friend for every flavor. I have the we're gonna talk three hours about our emotions friend. And Jen and I are like we're gonna write some fucking jokes together. And we connect on, again, that's a very close, interesting dynamic that we have. We have a creative commonality, and it's great. And if if my emotions friend was like, I cannot fucking handle you two today, Jen and I would go off and report, record our podcast. <laughs> we just oh, go man. someplace else. <laughs> I can, the phrase, I cannot handle you two today, is so, like, it's just ringing true. Like, I remember one time I said that to my friend who was goofing off with my partner. And it's because they are also very good friends. So, but the nature of their comedy, I, after I was having a really bad day, I was like, hey guys, I need you to, I need you to stop. I need you to be quiet. <laughs> it's curtain call. The show's over, okay? <laughs> That's exactly it. Like, hey guys, it's, um, it's after 11. Uh, you know, the lights are dim. We're closing the theater. Uh, someone's here yeah. sweeping up the popcorn. We are all winding down for the evening. Right. If you want to go fuck around in the green room, Go for yes, it. But, yeah, but not, not here. here, not here. Yep. It's it, it's this is another one of those situations where I want to talk to the the third friend. Like I want to talk to the sensitive friend and say, "You can say that. Yeah. <laughs> you can say that to your friends." Yeah. Also, an angle that I didn't think of until just now is I wonder what amount of tact the sad friend is using to kind of shut down her goofy friends because that's also a component of it. Because we talked about the fact that you might feel internally hurt that she doesn't like your jokes well she might be shutting you down in a really shitty way and you can tell her that you know even though she's sad she's your friend and that could be part of your your agreement your hey we love you we love you exactly the way you are we would never fuck around and and goof about you we are going to try and watch our words and if you in return could you know just be a little more forthright right away about when we start crossing the line because we don't want to cross the line Okay, we want to stop the moment you start feeling uncomfortable. We don't even want to get there, you know. So let's make this agreement that you try to let us know when we fuck up. You try to give us the benefit of the doubt. And we're going to try our fucking hardest to never say anything that makes you hurt. But that's the thing is that we're we're humans. We're imperfect. And one day it'll happen. And we want to trust that you'll tell us, you know, that's great. This is a group dynamic. This is a whole thing. It is. It is. You, that's I, you said agreement, like propose a friendship agreement. I like that. That's that's exactly my my brand of nerdy weirdness to be like, <laughs> OK, for, OK, team, friendship agreement. Like, I, I like that. Yeah. So, Jen, in conclusion, we've gone over, you know, making your needs and boundaries clear is really what we're talking about. You know, doing your best to really analyze your own behavior thus far and changing it the amount that you can. And bringing in your goof friend to kind of, you know, get in on this and be like, yes, we are not going to fuck around with our friend's uh, emotions. And then talking to your sad friend and saying, hey, we love you and we're going to try hard to not hurt you. But we also need your buy in on this as well. Um, I think that that's 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 essentially the summation of what else. Yeah, I think maybe just unpack this a little little further in your own head um, in, the, in the company of your own brain. Unpack what's making your friend react this way. Unpack what what you can and you're willing to change. Um, and then, you know, think group dynamics can be hard. You know, it's your friend might consider that your friend is feeling left out. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a rough one, too. Especially like... That's such a rough one. You're sad and your two friends are goofy and you also think that they're making fun of you and are rejecting you. That sucks. Oh, oh And no. I'm sure the askers, I'm sure the asker would hear that and be like, no, no, oh, God, not at all. Right. You know? Right. So that's, that's a difficult position, too. Oh. It is. It is. And all of these things are compounded by... The completely strange and unnatural way of the world right now in this shelter in place in this pandemic. Things, everything is just a little harder. I have high hopes for you guys. I think that if you are clear and you come from a place of, of love and, and wanting to make this a, a peaceful interaction between the three of you, I really think you're going to be okay. Yeah, me too. Me too. This is this is um, this is fixable, survivable. It'll be okay. Um, just uh, just approach it like you approach it like you're all on the same team, figuring it out together. Like, w- what's the play you're gonna run? That's a sports metaphor. Quack. Quack, 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 Buy our book, why don't you? You can go to friendshippingpodcast.com and find a place to buy our book. And you can even ask us a question. What a one-stop shop for all of your friendshipping needs. (laughs) Go ahead to the top of that page and click get in touch and you can send us a question. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Twitch, you can do so at Do Friendship. We haven't done Twitch in a while, but we'll we'll probably come back in a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We like video game. Um, Thank you, Ian Parman, so much for editing. Thank you, Lauren Gallagher, for the design work that is still all over our stuff. Thank you so much, Molly Lewis, for the beautiful theme song that you both wrote and sang. And thank you, Monica Verma, our literary agent. And hey, thank you, audience, for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. Oh, man, again, I lost my train of thought. Jen, what the fuck was I saying? What were we talking about? We were talking about... Your friend or... The man, goof- I lost it too. I was thinking about the Goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> Can we... Let's talk about the Goofy movie. It's a good movie. And actually, 